Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 106 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and I'm really glad that you joined me at the beginning of what is now 2022. And I really tried to focus upon things that are going to help you be able to start off this new year, this new calendar year off right. And I really wanted to give you some practical ways that you can live out your faith uh, more easily this year. So really trying to do that in my conversation today. I especially want to be attentive to helping each and every one of us be able to continue the journey. We're in the midst of a marathon, not a sprint. And at the beginning of any new year, we often will take on resolutions. We'll often make promises about how we're going to change, especially our spiritual life or any aspect of our life. And many times we'll get very discouraged because we're setting out, you know, at a sprint pace. Well, the fact is, is that it is a marathon. So I wanted to speak to that a little bit, but then also I wanted to give you encouragement for the fact that God is calling us to a holy life, but he gives us everything we need and more. And that's something we sometimes forget. And a lot of it is because we forget that we are his beloved. So this podcast, I hope, helps inspire and encourage you, especially in the beginning of this year, to be able to take the long view and to be patient and charitable with yourself as you are striving for holiness, because that's what we do here at Say Yes to Holiness. But it begins with our yes, doesn't it? So I really invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy this time, and let what it is that Holy Spirit has inspired through the quotes I've shared for your food for the head, heart, hands, and feet this week, but then also with how it is that our Lord is asking of you to live out your faith, to live out and become that living, breathing, wonder-working saint that he created you to be. So enjoy this episode, and I'll see you on the flip side. Hello, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here, and I just want to do a brief reminder that if you want to get the entire podcast, my overview, my comments, my uh, suggested resolutions, uh, different things that are going on within the Say Yes to Holiness community, then make sure to check out the full length of this podcast 
on any of your favorite podcast streaming platforms, so Spotify or Apple or even on Anchor, uh, which is where I host my podcast. So make sure to go and check out the full podcast to get the fullness of all it is that I am trying to share with you so that you can be inspired, encouraged as we accompany one another on the journey to holiness. So our food for the head comes from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, and we just recently celebrated her memorial, remembering her. Um, But she tells us, we know certainly that our God calls us to a holy life. We know that he gives us every grace, every abundant grace. And though we are so weak of ourselves, this grace is able to carry us through every obstacle and difficulty. I think so often, at least for me, I know that I limit God's grace in my life. I limit it by my not truly believing that God is God and he can do anything that he wants. But I limit his grace in my life in the sense of God's grace being able to take me through every obstacle and challenge that I may face each and every day. And it could be something as simple as, I overslept and I'm still having to tend to different appointments and different errands and tasks and how is it all going to get done? And God's grace is able to give me the peace, for example, that I need so that I have clarity and I'm not confused and I'm not rushing around, but I have the clarity that I need in order to do things a little bit faster than I might necessarily do. At least this has been my experience, and you probably all have experienced this as well. But we so often will not allow God to work in our lives. And this is the first part that really strikes me about St. Elizabeth's advice here, is that if we truly remember, and we know this, we know how weak we are of ourselves. We know of our need for God in order to not just save us, but then also to help us get through this life. And there's no way we know this deep down inside. We know that there's no way that we of our own efforts, of our own volition, are capable of becoming the saints that he created us to be. We need God. But so often we try to do the the thing of doing it on our own. We think that God has called us to this, so therefore we have to do this. Not, no, God is inviting us to be accompanied by him, to accompany him, to enter into the actual divine life of the Trinity, to experience it. This is what it is for us to be baptized into the family of God to be adopted sons and daughters. And we have to remember that if God is calling us to a holy life, it's because he desires for us to live that life. And he will give us, as St. Elizabeth says, every grace, every abundant grace in order to be able to accomplish that. But again, we tend 
to rely only on ourselves. Um, I've heard a long time ago, and I might have mentioned it before, but the fact of the original tr Trinity is actually me, myself, and I. And I know that I fall into that. And I fall into that for many, many different reasons. But usually the primary one is the fact that I don't think I'm worthy of God's grace. Therefore, I feel like I have to earn that grace, which means that I'm going to rely upon myself to do the thing that God is asking me when that's not what God desires for us at all. He desires to be with us. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. This is why we spend 12 full days, the octave, and then additional days until the epiphany, celebrating this mystery of Emmanuel, of God with us. And he came to be with us so that we could have access to all of the graces that he knows that we need and will need. So when we tend to say no to God is usually when we're trying to do it on our own. So this week, it's about us choosing to rely upon the one who is laying before us in the manger, to rely upon him and allow him to fill us with his love and grace so that we can say yes to all that he desires to give us. Our food for the heart comes from St. Julie Billiard. She says, When you have free moments, go faithfully to prayer. The good God is waiting for you there. So one of the things that I know for me, when I, when I first read this quote, I was thinking to myself, Oh my goodness, if I have a free moment, why am I going to go faithfully in prayer? It's like, I took care of my prayer. I, why, why do I need to spend more time in prayer? But that's a wrong idea about what prayer is. Prayer is our opportunity to be able to spend time in conversation with our faithful and loving friend. It's our opportunity to be able to grab a cup of coffee with our Lord and just have a chat. How many of us with a good friend do we just pick up the phone and we call and we say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? That's free time. We just took our free moment and we went faithfully to have a conversation with them. And St. Teresa of Avila tells us Prayer is simply a conversation with God. We need to remember this so that when we do have those free moments, not to go, oh my gosh, I got to say a prayer or, oh gee, you know, I, I need to get in this chaplet or, you know, it's not about checking boxes. It's about the opportunity to be able to spend with the one who should be our best friend. I recently read a study, which was done by the University of Kansas, and I forget the journal it was published in, but they were um, categorizing, um, you know, levels of friendship, and then they were quantifying how many hours it took 
before someone in those relationships would then call someone a friend. So the levels that they talked about were how many hours did it take to go from acquaintance to a friend? And, you know, so, um, so it was something of where it was 50 hours in order to go from not really well known. Sorry, I, I miss, I misspoke. So it's to go from not knowing one another to just being an acquaintance was 50 hours. So 50 hours of time of being around people, and then that would make them just an acquaintance. To go from acquaintance to friend, this is not close friend yet, but to go to friend was 90 hours. So it was almost double, you know, that time we're spending to, you know, around someone and they become an acquaintance, you know, so it's that whole thing of where it's like, I see you on site and, and it's like, I'll ask how you're doing. And, you know, we kind of cross paths. That's your acquaintance. But to go to a friend, somebody who you're actually going to have conversation with, someone that you're going to spend more time with and actually might get to know their family and what's going on in their life, that's 90 hours. How many hours does it take to go from being a friend to being a close friend? 200 hours. Figure that out the amount of time, 200 hours for us to be close friends with someone. Well, it's no different for us and our Lord. We have to spend time. And it's not this, it shouldn't be this begrudging, oh, I got to give time, you know, to be able to, you know, develop a relationship. That's not it. It's about us being able to enter into relationship with the one who loves us beyond measure and who is good. And I think this is what sometimes prevents us. I know sometimes it prevents me is my own disbelief in the goodness of God, of the fact that he truly does want our best. I sometimes hesitate about this, but the very definition of love and goodness is to do something for the benefit of another out of love for wanting their best. Love is to will the good of the other. Goodness is to take those actions and to be a person that is going to do something to bring that about. This is why we call someone good is because of who they are and also what they do. So many times I'll doubt that God truly is good. And because of that, I'll hesitate to come and spend time with him, especially my free time. So my question to you is, do you struggle with that? Do you struggle with believing that God is truly good and therefore you should go and spend free moments with him? Is this something that you're struggling with or is it just that you're still inwardly focused on your unholy trinity of me, myself, and I, of where you're jealously guarding those free moments and think that by going in, spending time, having a cup of coffee with, with Jesus is about taking time away from yourself. And that's not loving our Lord. 
So this isn't condemnation, but rather it's awareness, it's recognition of our selfishness. And it's about us choosing to spend those free moments of time with our Lord so that we can be with the one who loves us and desires only good for us. And in the process, we can become good and loving like him. Our food for the hands comes from Father Jude Winkler in his daily meditations with the Holy Spirit. He writes, We frequently need other people's help to figure out what God wants of us. It's relatively easy to sort out what is bad from what is good, but it's much more difficult to sort out what is good from what is better and from what is bad from what is worse. The Holy Spirit gives us the counsel we need through external and internal signs of grace. So important for us to remember that, again, it's not all on us. God gives us graces, abundant graces, in order to help us with exactly this. And he will give us other people in our lives. It might be a, uh, a good friend. It might be a family member. It might be a parent. It could be a spiritual mentor or director. It could be uh, the words of our pastor. It could be um, a presentation or a podcast, for example. You're listening to me. And this is my hope, is that this podcast will inspire and encourage you to be able to discern what God desires for you each and every day. But the fact is, is that the Holy Spirit is who it is that's giving us the counsel. And we have to remember that he's doing this externally through people, through circumstances, and then internally through our interior life, through our relationship with him. And often we forget that we don't see things clearly. I know I do this all the time. Um, I'll get focused on a goal and I'll you know, figure out how I'm going to get there. And many times I'll forget that there's more than one way to get from point A to point B. And sometimes I don't realize that, that there's a big old uh, chasm or I'm going to have to you know, go over some really dangerous ground in order to get to some place where I'm desiring to go. And someone else is like, hey, you know, you don't have to go up over that mountain. There's a, there's a uh, path that goes right around it. Or someone else has already, you know, cut the path through, through, the, uh, through the woods. You don't have to go and forge that path yourself. And this is about, you know, being open to the guidance of others. Now, Sometimes it might be that by taking that path takes me completely out of the way and I know that that would distract me from where it is I want to go, so I choose not to. But the fact is, is that I was made aware. But I wouldn't have been made aware if I was not open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. If I was not willing to be surrounded by people who are in union with the Holy Spirit, and they too are striving to be instruments for good, especially in the lives of others. When we are surrounded by like-minded people, we are empowered. Now, this being surrounded by like-minded people can be a bad thing of where if it's a 
improper attitude or it's a disbelief or, or misbelief about uh, or even accepting a lie about something and we're living according to that lie. But when it comes to our spiritual journey, to be surrounded by other people who are striving to become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that God created them to be. And all that simply means is, is that they're pursuing holiness. They're asking God to help them become as holy as they can become. Then we too are empowered. We too are inspired. We too are encouraged on the journey. And we need this because we cannot do it on our own. And it's not just about us and God. That is the primary relationship, absolutely. So many of you probably have heard the acronym of JOY, Jesus, others, and yourself. So to be filled with joy, we have to put Jesus first because Jesus will give us the best clarity about what's going on. But sometimes we need others' assistance, and this is why we listen to others. This is why we uh, receive counsel. But then it's also about being open to the Holy Spirit. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to inspire us so that we are pursuing spiritual greatness, not worldly greatness. And we need to be willing to assist others on the journey as well. When we are doing for others, then we become the very thing that we're desiring and are intentionally acting to try and bring about in the lives of others. We become that goodness that we ourselves are seeking. So this is how we are to be with one another. We are to be signs of God's love and mercy by being signs of his goodness and of his gentleness and of all the many ways that we can be signs of him in the world. And that world desperately needs it but particularly to be signs of joy. And we become those signs of joy by putting Jesus first, caring and loving others, and then ourselves. Our food for the feet comes from St. Catherine of Siena. And I absolutely love St. Catherine. She's, she's harsh sometimes, and, and by harsh I mean she, she can be difficult, but I love St. Catherine. But she says, He, God, will provide the way and the means, such as you could never have imagined. Leave it all to him. Let go of yourself. Lose yourself on the cross, and you will find yourself entirely. Like I said, she's pretty harsh sometimes, isn't she? So this whole idea of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading here, and I'm like, I'm good with that. God's going to provide the way and the means. You know, and like I've never imagined, I'm, I'm okay with that. And then leave it all to him. Let go of yourself. And I'm, I'm still good. And then she says, lose yourself on the cross. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not so sure I want to do that. But the fact is, is that when we do, she tells us, you will find yourself entirely. Many times, we think that the cross is some big thing. But more often than not, in our ordinary daily lives, the cross is simple. It's all of those times that you encounter 
those things that you did not choose, you cannot change, you do not like, and you don't understand. Again, it's about all those things that you did not choose, you do not like, you don't understand, and it's something where when we say yes to those things, then we are losing ourselves on the cross. So when we say yes to watching a movie that we don't necessarily like, but we know that one of our loved ones absolutely love those movies. So like, for example, when my husband will watch a Marvel movie with me sometimes, I absolutely love them. And, and, and he's okay with them, but I know he's doing it because he knows how much I love them. And when we do those things, we are taking up our cross in that moment when we set aside our preferences. So those things that we do not like, or perhaps it's those things that we did not choose. Those things that we, uh, we wouldn't necessarily choose that uh, someone uh, who's close to us has to struggle with cancer. That's a big one. But the fact is, is that we wouldn't have chosen that or maybe it's um, we ourselves have, you know, a great medical you know, trial or, you know, like I went through shoulder surgery and it's taken months to be able to, and I'm not fully, you know, healed yet. I don't have full movement, but is that something that I have, would have chosen for myself? No, but in the course of bearing it, of losing myself on that cross, what's happened is, is that I have found great gifts and graces, and I've actually developed, you know, some relationships with others that I never would have come into contact with. Or maybe it's those things that we can't change. Can't change our boss, or we can't change our family, or we can't change circumstances that we find ourselves in. But yet, when we let go and let God, he'll provide the way and the means. He will show us the way in ways that we could never imagine. And that's where, when we don't understand, that's when it's about saying, Yes, Lord, I believe that you will provide the way and the means. I believe that you're going to answer and work in my life in ways that I never imagined. When we do that, we're abandoning ourselves to his will. And it's all as simple as saying yes to the things that we do not like, we did not choose, cannot change, and don't understand. And it's when we do this, we find ourselves completely. We find our Lord there with us. We abandon ourselves to him and we find complete joy and peace and happiness. We find Emmanuel. We find Jesus there with us. But to do this, we have to let go. We have to be willing to let go of our plans. We have to be willing to let go of our belief of what is important. We have to be willing to allow God to show us the way and give us the means. And for me, I know there's no better person to look to to help me do that than Mary. Because 
She definitely did that. She definitely guides us and helps us on the way because she's always pointing to the way, her son. She's always pointing to Jesus. So one of the things that has always helped me is to turn to Mary. But even if you don't turn to Mary, even if for whatever reason you hesitate to do that, abandon yourself to God. Allow him to work in your heart and in your mind and in your soul so that he can provide the way and the means and you can find that joy and that peace and that eternal happiness. Hello, Christina Simmons here, and I just want to make you aware of an opportunity that is going on now, and it is the Say Yes to Holiness weekly live YouTube show. So every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Central, I go live and I answer your questions in real time, but I give you just a short little teaching, uh, talk about a topic that people have asked me about or have expressed interest in. And I do that in really 15 minutes or less. So if you're looking for just some short inspiration and encouragement to accompany you on the journey, that I really encourage you to go and check out the Say Yes to Holiness YouTube channel. You can find a link for it in the show notes, but you can also go to YouTube and just do a search for the Say Yes to Holiness YouTube channel. I hope to see you on a Tuesday at 12 p.m. Central. God bless. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, number one would be to encourage you to embrace joy. And we do that by setting aside the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I, and instead embrace joy of putting Jesus first, then others, and then yourself. Another is to cultivate an attitude in which you're seeking to spend your free moments with God. Uh, perhaps a way to do this is just to look for opportunity where you can have a coffee chat. You, when you go to grab a cup of coffee um, or grab a soda, uh, you spend that time as you're drinking it um, having a conversation with Jesus. Another is the importance of like-minded people for the journey. So look for at least one or two or even a group of like-minded people who are also being intentional about their faith journey. And the final one uh, that I would suggest today is pray the rosary. Ask Our Lady to guide you and help you, especially in being able to carry your cross. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the Master of Death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless. <music>